save yourself a headache and make a style sheet before you start the revision process. If you're traditionally published, you already know what this is. But if you're indie published, or even if you don't know what you're going to be yet, a style sheet works. My first few novels in my other pen name were self-published, I think the first two or three, and I didn't have a style sheet. I never heard of a style sheet. And it wasn't till my, um, my spicy adult fiction, which was Legends of Lust, and then Confessions of a Sheba Queen that I had a traditional publishing contract with a publisher and they came back with a style sheet. I think I want to say about after it went through two rounds of edits, I want to say. So when I saw this, I said, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Why didn't I think of this before? And I can use this for all my self-pupped work as well. So because once I saw what it did, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a lot of my editing headache and my revision headache. And a lot of it will just be taken care of in the style sheet. If you're going, okay, Autumn, what's a style sheet? Never heard of it. Don't know what it is. It's one word, style sheet. And if you're if you're thinking, why do I care if that's one word, you will in a minute because it has to do with what the style sheet is. What the style sheet is, is how the copy editors handle certain spelling and grammar issues. Yeah, and you're thinking, I don't need that. That's what spell check is for. Um, yeah, no, and you'll see in a minute. Hi, I'm Autumn Bardot. Welcome back to my channel. If you're new, awesome. Thank you. I hope you stay till the end and give that hit a subscribe and a notify and I love comments. I'll comment back as soon as I get a chance. Okay, we're all in this community together, right? So sometimes somebody will say something like, oh yeah, I could write a, I could write a vlog on that. I could do a YouTube or yeah, they have a point or whatever. Click that subscribe and click that notify. And for all my other subscribers, thank you so much. My channel is all about writing tips, author tricks, and inspiration for living your best writing life. Because let's face it, most of us are writing, we're doing our writing dream, we're pursuing our dream while we're living life and doing a million other things. So it's often really hard to fit all that in. In fact, so hard to fit in that I saw this come across Facebook or Instagram. I'm not really sure. Let me find it. Okay, here it is. So somebody had, it looks like Twitter. It says, so let me get this straight. We're supposed to write, read, edit, proofread, format our books, make ads, maintain social media accounts, run blogs and newsletters, make fancy graphics, read other books, and study writing, and still have time to write more books? And somebody wrote, you forgot the crying. So much crying. <laughs> yeah, we do all that. And if you have 
a busy full life with a job or kids or responsibilities that require much of your time, then living that dream, living out what you love to do, it's tricky. And I'm right there in there with the trenches with you. It's been a long, super hot weekend and you would have thought I would just hunker down and get some writing done. No, I had chores and a bunch of things that I had to get done and still need to get done. Okay, enough about that. Let's go back into the style sheet. So I'm gonna tell you what the style sheet is, but I've also added in a few things that are not so typical of a style sheet because they helped me stay consistent and avoid a lot of um, proofreading headaches. Okay, so the first thing is the Oxford comma or not. I'm team Oxford comma. So all you would need to do if you're team Oxford comma is, you know, just write Oxford comma. Now, if you don't know what that is, then it's just that it's the it's like a th series of three things and then the end and then another thing or two things and then another thing and you're putting that comma before the end. That is the Oxford comma. The second is nouns. Now, nouns can be spelled different ways. And um, I'm writing a book right now and it's a character's name and I'm trying to figure out, not trying, I did, but I figured out if I needed to spell it Sophia, character's name Sophia, S-O-P-H-I-A or S-O-F-I-A. So you need to see how things were spelled and a lot of that will have to do with time, place, and culture. So I looked up the spelling because it takes place in Greece and um, it says here that sophos in Greek means wisdom and sophos is spelled S-O-P-H-O-S. So I did that classic spelling S-O-P-H-I-A for my character. I forgot to mention, I'm going to have the style sheet on my website, um, a PDF or my Autumn Bardot Facebook page. But remember, if you're gonna go on the Autumn Bardot Facebook page, I asked two really simple questions. Two, I think there's two. Two or three, answer them, or I think you're a bot and I don't approve you. So it's PDF of um, what goes on a style sheet in those two places. I'll put the link below. Number three in a style sheet is spelling of proper nouns, which we kind of just did names, but especially if these are done in another language. And how are you going to handle some of those proper nouns? Are they going to get capitalized? Are they going to get italicized? Are they gonna be put into a different font, which is italicized, but people also do things with other fonts as well. So proper names and how are you going to handle them? Number four is the British versus US spelling and British versus US grammar. So spelling and grammar. Backward versus backwards. <laughs> Forward versus forwards. Theater R-E or theater E-R. Now backward and toward and forward is the American version. The Americans don't use the S little FYI, so you wanna keep it consistent. The next one is jargon and slang, spelling, and usage. Any words that you made up, any foreign words, um, any regional words. Regional words are great if that character is using them to add flavor to the region, but 
sometimes you don't know what things are. For example, in a region, um, I had somebody ask me, a, an American who lives on the other side of the U.S. I live in California. They live on the other side. They asked me for my Addy, A-D-D-Y. I had no idea what an Addy was. I've never heard Addy used. And I said, what's an Addy? And they came back, it's your address. Nobody here says Addy. I've never heard it used. And I teach high schoolers and nobody, I've ever heard them say Addy, put your Addy down. Um, another one was I was in Florida or Georgia, I don't know, one of those southern states, and recently, and they said, um, not that they're all the same, I just can't remember <laughs> where I heard it from, and they wanted to, they asked me, like, I had purchased a t-shirt or something, and they said, do you want this in a sack, a sack, and I said, a uh, uh, what, and then I realized it, it was a bag, so California, you say a bag, do you want this in a bag, in other places, they say a sack, so you want to be mindful of those kinds of things and remember which one you're going to use. Also, in different countries, they use different words. Also, British English, and I'm, I'm not really sure about Australia, but I have a British friend, and she says, you know, we were shopping together, and she's, oh, put it in the car boot. And um, the car boot? The car has boots? No, it's the trunk of the car. So you want to be uh, mindful of things like that. Um, and spelling in general, make sure that you, with spelling, you want to make sure that you use the most current recent trends for words like okay versus okay, okay, okay versus okay, okay, ay. Use whatever the mainstream publishers are using in their most current books. Um, the next is foreign word spellings. Now, for some of you, that won't be an issue, but for historical fiction writers, that tends to be um, an issue, and it's really hot here, and my hair is sticking to my face. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, foreign words. I used a lot of foreign words for Dragon Lady, especially the names, and there was food and alcohol and different things. So, I spent quite a few, um, like a lot of time, a lot of time looking things up to figure out how to write the names. So once I figured it out, I put it on my style sheet so that I kept it consistent because I found many different spellings on the internet. Um, for Americans, we don't tend to use accents. So a lot of foreign words have accents and different kinds of accent marks. Uh, know exactly uh, which letter and which accent mark to use and put that on your style sheet. Also, which words are hyphenated? Now, this is where style sheet comes in. Style sheet is one word, but some are not. For example, kind-hearted, one word on my style sheet. Um, so what are you going to hyphenate? What's not? Once again, go with the current trends. The next one is the past tense of some verbs that tend to have different past tenses. For example, sprung instead of sprang sunk instead of sank. Both are used, both are okay. However, you want to be consistent. The next are dates that are important to the story. This is where I get, I get hung up a lot. Um, I'll have dates or times and I just can't remember them. So I always throw them on my style sheet and I know this is the date. I have to make sure it's always this date. Uh, numbers important to this story. So numbers, are they spelled out or not spelled out? Small numbers get spelled out and then there are the times, right? What time is it? So times like 530 gets spelled out. You might not want to do that, but once again, 
it's all about consistency. So things like eight colon zero zero small p period small m period for 8 p.m. And look at what the most um, current trends are doing with the most recently published books. For self-published books, are you doing indents? How many spaces in the indent? Are you not indenting new paragraphs? And how will you handle um, fonts for text messages or email or other communique? How will you handle that? So you want to put in the font style for if you're going to have different kind of font or need different kind of font for those kinds of techie communications. The next is capitalization and italics for things like holy books, scriptures, chapters or verses within a holy book and other well-known documents like the Constitution. Once again, go on the internet, Google it, see what's done, and then do that thing. But if you have it on your style sheet, it's in there and it's done and you just have to refer to your style sheet. If your characters have deep thoughts and you've got, maybe you've got a third person and you want to show that they're having this other thought, how are you going to handle that other character's thought? Is it going to be he thought, she thought? Is it going to be italicized? Um, once again, look at the current trends for how you're going to handle that whole inner monologue thing of different characters. I also include important details and facts. For example, with the story I'm writing now, I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> too much away. It's like, how many ships were coming into the harbor? Five ships did I write or seven ships? And I don't remember. And I wrote it and I wrote it because there is no information on it. So I made it up. I just know there was a few. But once I get to actually figuring out the number of ships that came into the harbor, I will write that on my style sheet. So it is in there and I can check on that during the revision and editing process. 150 or 170 warriors. I don't know. I haven't decided. Um, this in itself is usually a page for me because I am not good at dates and detail. And even if I made it up, especially if I made it up, if it's factual, I just can't remember what it is. So it saves me a lot of time and stress from having to stroll back to wherever I thought I had that date or that number and just put it right on my style sheet. And once again, I said, I usually do this not in a first draft, although you could, but I feel like that slows down my first draft, but whatever works for you, always, whatever works for you. I try to do it with my second revision. And when I come to the number, I go, okay, is that the number I want? I put it on my style sheet. So that's why my second draft is so, so slow is because I'm doing all the major checking then as I work through the draft. That way I actually have less revisions to do as well. Foreign word spellings. Okay, so in Confessions of a Sheba Queen, I use the word Cush, C-U-S-H, with, with a C, C-U-S-H, not Cush, K-U-S-H. Um, I wrote that for when a camel sits or kneels down or gets down. There are two spellings, the K and the C, and they both seem to be equally used. I actually ended up using the one that I saw in the most recent book I had read where, yeah, they had camels and they used the C. So that's the one that I used and that's what actually went on the style sheet. And the last one is, I think we were at 14 here, anything else where consistency in your novel is important where there's something that you want to make sure it is consistent. 
So we've got a lot there, proper names, names, dates, certain grammar usage. The style sheet really helps me out. It will help you out in the in the process of the revisions and it's a, it's a time saver. That's it for today. Let me know if you use a style sheet or you think it's a great idea or a bad idea. I really like them. I haven't created one for the one I'm working on yet. But once I go into that second draft, I'm definitely going to work and create that, that style sheet to make sure that I stay consistent through the second revision of um, the novel I'm currently working on. Which, if you've been following me on TikTok or Instagram, is going slowly because I'm only writing about a half hour a day in the morning at 5.15. It's coming along very slowly. So I'm gonna stop this video so that I can actually get in some writing time. Maybe sneak it in there. No, I, gotta, I just wanna make time for it because essentially that's what we have to do. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by and remember to dream, create, and hey, maybe embrace the, that idea of a style sheet. Bye-bye. <laughs>